I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lee bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. really excited for for this man that we have a chance to sit down and talk to uh many of you know him just as you've been impacted by him out in the gloom but i particularly uh, just relate to this guy's story uh and i i'm particularly impressed with just his passion for leading others and really um helping others to accelerate and you know kind of get right uh, lead right live right and lead right so our man frosty is on the gloom today uh frosty you're looking good man um excited to have you and and really where we like to start is just uh at the beginning so who brought you out uh who eh you what was that first workout like and then of course um where the name frosty come from yeah uh, thanks for uh having me guys i really appreciate you asking and taking the time to talk to me i'm excited to be here so uh my discovery story really happened started in chicago over uh i had a christmas vacation my wife and i always go out of town for the holidays and i get up earlier than her so i was walking around the park with the bean and uh, and uh, drink coffee and there was a bunch of guys by a bridge running back and forth across this bridge and, and doing burpees on one side and whatever on the other and i was like that's weird and i just walked right up to him and i said are you guys the army or because they had a flag and and all the, and uh and they said, no, we're a men's workout group. And so for the rest of the weekend, I, uh, I kind of made fun of them. You know, whenever I, I would say, hey, what's this? They were in black shirts and they're hopping around the park. And, and uh, but this was also the, the vacation where I couldn't put my tray table down on a Southwest flight because I was too big. And I, uh, I got like really upset because I couldn't tie my own skates when we went ice skating. You know, I was big and I was sad. And so um, I wanted to do something about it. And I got back and I think it was like right after the first of the year that Slow Pitch posted on Facebook about uh, something he'd been doing. And I had noticed he had considerably changed his appearance. And uh, so I reached out to him and then uh, he said he'd pick me up and he did. And, and I went to an F3 workout at Cornhusker Handicap and uh, well first we confirmed that it was f3 that i'd seen in the park you know and uh so i went to corner handicap and i was man i couldn't do anything and i was so out of breath i mean before you know warmerama was done and, and i was embarrassed and it was cold and uh they went to name me and i just didn't give them anything i was just like my name's dave i quit drinking a few years ago and I just kind of thought this was the next step in in my life is getting into shape and and so they they named me Frosty because they went from uh, and you know all you see is these eyes you know and some of them like I remember specifically Huffy's eyes were just clear and bright and I thought that was weird for the time of the morning and and uh, so anyways they start talking about stuff and I guess they were had a few names they were thinking of but somebody said Frosty because Dave owns Wendy's and Wendy's makes Frosties. And I said, 
and I was kind of wearing a light colored hoodie and I was going, is this because of my shape? You know, and uh, and Brazilian said, uh, no, we're not dicks, you know, and uh, um, so anyway, so I really didn't care for it. I went home and I had asked if I uh, if they th if my wife, my girlfriend at the time thought they were making fun of me. And uh, uh, I love it now. It's on my license plate. It's a great name. That's awesome. Were you, uh, you know, that first workout, you, you know, you didn't obviously love the name, but were you kind of all in at that point or did you more gradually kind of come into Man. I couldn't do anything. I mean, it was a, it was a grinder with, with coupons and slow pitch kept coming back and you'd be like, now you run. I was like, Nope, you go right ahead. And he's like, well, are you going to do something with the, with the coupon? I was like, not really. I'm just going <laughs> to kind of walk around here. And then as we got to the end of the, the workout, we did a, a line where you pass the coupon down and then you have to run to the other side of the line. And then it got to be like, Oh no, if I don't get down there, it's good. The brick's going to fall, you know? So I, was able to do that and that made me feel kind of proud I guess and then we got to the COT and I thought okay now I'm really inspired and I wish we could go back at this part of the workout because I think I could have done a little bit more and uh so can I go right into my second post then that's where yeah um, absolutely so so then we go I go to uh, the woodshed and it's worse you know, and we go up to the parking garage and everything. And go going back to a little bit of my sad clownness, you know, I was working in an office and I worked part time in a golf course. And I never thought I'd really see him again, but that's where I met Pony Express. And, you know, he was in there. And I just always had, you know, I must have something against, you know, young, handsome, successful men or something but I always thought no matter what he said he was get, trying to get at me you know and and I just kind of you know barked at him one day and and uh, and all he was trying to do was kind of help me and 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 because uh, he was moving and he said hey the house I'm renting is up for sale but I kind of thought he was saying hey this house that I'm poop currently pooping on about to leave you can you can have it next you know and uh, so I show up at this workout uh, at Cornusker Handicap and there he is. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, because I'm not the, the clubhouse manager now. I'm just this guy <laughs> that's, that can't do the plagues workout because that was your workout with uh, 21s, I think, in the parking garage plague. And I remember somebody saying, uh, this guy's looking at his watch or whatever. And I just kind of wandered off and went and sat outside and slow pitch came around and said, you just got to keep going. I said, I can't, I couldn't breathe. And I said, but I think it's medical, you know, and, <laughs> and that's, and I'm serious. And so we still, I still hear about that uh, a little bit. And the point, my point is of all of my, in my F3 early days, which my learning curve was a lot bigger than a, a most people I see is I just couldn't breathe and I just couldn't run, you know, run anymore. And I remember telling slow pitch, uh, I can't wait till I can just do 50% of this. And he said, uh, you're going to be doing all of it and you'll probably be pre-running too. And I was like, never, never in a million years. And, um, and then I started pre-running by myself a little bit, uh, before heavy and then guys joined me, Nugent and uh, Touche and Greasefire and Othello and Wentworth and, and 
beta and and that's how the Clydesdales kind of came about, you know, and, and uh, when the first time anybody could do two miles without stopping, it's, it's such a big deal. And I really think that's when I could start completing the workouts too, is when uh, I could do two miles. So that's kind of what I tell people is like, just keep going until you can you feel like you can run two miles, then you can do anybody's workout. That's awesome. And I, I actually really appreciate you sharing that story. We've talked about it uh, before outside of this, this podcast. And uh, what's funny is, uh, you know, I always thought you were so pleasant. <laughs> so uh, I didn't ever remember it being any slide or anything like that. I always thought you were so pleasant, but it's so interesting, like how you handle those interactions and how you perceive, perceive them to be. Um, you know, obviously you kind of progress through the workout and, and you're at the place where you're at now to where you can post and you, and you feel confident and you feel good. You know, you alluded it to it or alluded to it in your opening, kind of like the path that you were on and the sad clown um, piece of your life you're in. Maybe if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit more about where you were at currently in your life journey when, when you kind of found F3. Yeah, I, uh, well, I had, I had gotten sober, you know, uh, couple years earlier and uh, I was with my my girlfriend my wife now Mary and things were going what I thought was good you know and I could have lived the rest of my life like that and had a good life you know uh, but coming to F3 and they ta started talking about acceleration and what's the goal the goal is to be uh, a leader, you know, and, and to work on leadership and to lead together and, and, and by yourself and acceleration kept coming up. And, uh, so I really liked that. I really liked that idea. And the roof of opportunities really blew off and I was able to see, uh, that more was available. I, that, um, you don't have to necessarily settle that. I didn't have to necessarily settle for anything uh, fitness-wise, career-wise, uh, financially, romantically, all of that stuff uh, is, there's always more to be done. And, and I appreciate that. And looking at my life, it's absolutely amazing where I was when I started to where I am now. Now I'm married and have a house and, um, dogs and I'm on I've had a couple of career changes since I started F3 and I'm uh, this is by far the best that's ever been in my adult life it's awesome driving thanks to Toadstool yeah man I, it's so inspiring just to hear um, hear everybody's story but your story in particular I can I can definitely relate to Frosty and I, I'm curious so so the and I like that you shared like kind of where we go. Cause I've been there too. You see a group of guys doing something that you wish you could do and you kind of like start right. making fun, you know, in the, in the park. But, um, mm -hmm. you mentioned there not being able to tie your ice skates and not being able to get the tray down in, a, in an airplane. Curious how, how are those things going for you today? Are you, have you made well, some improvements or? Yeah, but that's my, you know, my gesture that, that still stays right up in my face is eating for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, yes, I can put my tray down and I can, sit at the booth at Texas Roadhouse <laughs> or whatever, you know, the things that I could go on roller coasters and put the, the, the seatbelt on. Uh, so that's good. And again, that's better, but better doesn't necessarily mean good. There's another level for me. Uh, 
fitness wise. Uh, so, and I, and that is, you know, diet where it gets into that and queen service has been, has been huge in that. And I do okay with it, but I've never really gone all in. So I would like to see what could happen if I, if I did that, there's, there's a lot left for me to do physically. Yeah, I, I have, I have not gone all in on queen service either. And I, I think, um, when I think about not being able to work out as much just with family stuff, like that would be the change I would have to make, right? I would really have to, to double down on, on my diet for sure. You're um, looking a little puffy. I, I feel, I feel puffy. This morning. <laughs> uh, but what, real quick about what you were saying there, the making fun of, of F3 when I saw them and any kind of biases or prejudices like that. F3 has really opened my eyes to, that part of of me that I don't like. And I've had a couple of lessons, something as, as simple as crate and prep. You know, I, my whole life, I've had something against them. And maybe because I went to Papillion, maybe, and it was public and they were private. And what it comes down to is jealousy and not being a part of it. And, and so I would make fun of it. And, getting to know guys, a lot of guys that went through there has totally changed my mind. And then the icing on the cake was when Icy Hot showed me brisket ball, which was a Creighton Prep PE staple. And so ever since then, I hats off to Creighton Prep. I'm totally behind them. So is it fair to say you dropped your animus against uh, young, handsome professionals? Right. Are we are we on a good good page now? Yeah, we are. You've been nothing. Yeah, that's not about the, to wrap up that story. Is I thought that for sure I was going to hear it, you know, from you on that. You were nothing but encouraging and supportive. I am curious your thoughts. So you mentioned sobriety, um, and I believe you participate in a in a twelve step program. And if, if guys have read, you know, Free to Lead, um, some of what we do in F three is like built off of that model, right? A, a little. Yeah. Um, but curious about like fellowship and, you know, kind of second F, um, and, and maybe <clears throat> the similarities between the, the different uh, fellowships. What, what do you see there? A lot of similarities for sure. When I was reading Free to Lead the first time, I, I thought, wow, this is a lot like the AA big book. And then the next page, it says, this is a lot like the AA big book. <laughs> and, and so I got that, uh, that parallel for sure. The, uh, the convergence that made me go all in was when Tater became uh, the Nantan. And that was the first time I had been to any kind of convergence. And I just, I didn't know what the Nantan was. I'd heard that Tater Tot was going to become the Nantan. I thought, well, this sounds like it's maybe kind of important. So I went and it was great. It was just there, there was such a feeling in the air when we got to the coffee and donuts afterwards and Kenny G was there who also is in a 12-step group with me and and he said man this is just like the fellowship and it is it's it's the second uh, the second F is so important it's um, it's why I go most mornings Absolutely. I, you know, for me, I think um, I was, was in a 12 step program and then pandemic hit and I haven't been back. And, and uh, thankfully I've got some good friends at F3 that are uh, reminding me of, of the need to stay uh, connected there. So I, I hear there's a, a, 
I can't, I don't know the names, right? Because of the anonymity and, uh, right. <laughs> but I hear there's a, a Thursday night group mm -hmm. that if you're an F3 guy and you're looking for a 12 step fellowship, uh, we should get you connected to. And that's what I'm, I'm working on kind of clearing family stuff to go to that. But, um, I think, uh, I, I think the reminder that I try and give plague is, uh, you know, he did go through the 12 step. He was, you know, part of a group for a period of time. And then he, he thought, he didn't think he, he didn't think he bought it or beat it by any means, but he right. he's like I've got I've got this F three that can help me, and I think the reminder that I try and remind him is like, hey, but think about what you could be doing for other people. Yeah, sure. Um, by continuing to be involved, and so I'm kind of curious on on how you can reconcile that or see that within yeah. F three of where there's a service aspect as well to where yes, you're getting some benefit, but you're also given an opportunity to to kind of serve uh, your community mm -hmm. as well. Okay. Yeah, both in and out of F3 uh, serve the community. And, and first of all, just to be aware that I'm in a community is, is a huge first step. Uh, Slowpitch said one time that sometimes you don't post for you, you're posting for the person next to you. And that's true. It's uh, one day when, when uh, Folsom, early on, Folsom, I don't know who he was talking to, but he said, I think you should do some homework, you know? And I thought he was talking to me because I couldn't keep up. Like I should go get in better shape before I come back. And, or maybe he was talking to me and he said something in a nicer way. It wasn't mean. And I thought, oh, okay. So, um, so I should be pushed a little bit. And, I, and I'll always think of that. Maybe I need to do some homework before I come back. One of the times that I queued and I just had like the first six or seven times I, I queued, I used to have a real counting issue. I don't know what the deal is with, with the push group, one, two, three kick or what. And I messed up the counting a little bit, wasn't even hardly noticeable. And I just was so apologetic for the next 15 minutes of the workout. And Cyclone grabbed me and said, hey, just take charge. And just the way he said, take charge, uh, it, it, it helped me take charge. And I remember that now when I, when I queue. So the, the question about you got to give it away to keep it. Uh, EHN guys, um, pre-running with guys that are uh, just starting to pre-run. That's, that's something I'll always do because that's where I uh, started to accelerate in F3. Yeah, and that's, you know, we should all be be picking up the stick, but I think you've taken it a step further and kind of created some movements, right, around, like, the Clydesdales and, like, you know, getting, like, encouraging other guys that are in a similar similar spot, and I, to me, I think that's just just demonstration of your leadership, which, which I love. I do want to get specifically to leadership, but before we get there, I want to get your thoughts on, on faith and kind of that third F piece and just um, what's been your experience or what, what have you learned? What, um, what have you seen there? It's not a coincidence that you go to, you post in the morning and you go and you're in a better mood when you get to work that day. Same thing with an AA meeting. Why, why is going to an AA meeting make my day better? Well, we say a prayer in the beginning, we say a prayer in the end. And there's some magic to putting, you know, putting your arms around each other and getting into a circle and focusing on a higher power together. And that power of prayer uh, is amazing. The stories that uh, I've seen in F3, both 
of you know acceleration and success to overcoming tragedies and uh, crisis is uh, is great. And in all of that, uh, there's there's an acknowledgement that I'm not in control of this thing, that there's a higher power that's in control of this thing. So if I can keep that in the forefront of my mind, because I don't know if you're like me, but when things go good, I like to take credit. And when things go bad, I like to give blame. And uh, if I kind of stay grounded in a faith-based program in life, I can sometimes not be so wrapped up in myself that I can see the big picture. Not often, but that's why I need meetings. That's why I need um, my F3 brothers and, uh, and God. I'm right there with you on the sometimes, <laughs> the rare occasion I'm like not being so selfish. It, it's hard. Right, right. Um, and it doesn't matter why. Uh, it doesn't matter why I become a, do a selfless act. Uh, it, it just matters that I do. Mm-hmm. Last night, um, my wife, Mary, tea time, do re mi, it's a lot of names. She was making, she's having a convergence this weekend for FIA, and she was making swag bags for everybody. And I was content looking at my phone, kind of watching TV, not really blah, blah, blah. And I thought, <clears throat> You're supposed to live third. You're supposed to put her first. Get off your ass. Go stand by her. Ask her what she's doing. And then when she talks, shut up and listen. You know, because that uh, might not come so natural to me. And so I did that. And then uh, this morning, and I'm talking about five minutes. And this morning before she went to work, she said, man, I really like that we could spend some time together last night. So... I was glad to do it. I was glad to take that time, but it's not my nature to do that. But because of F3. Well, no, I think that's, that's good. And I, I'm glad you shared that because I think this is really helpful for our listeners and just for people in general and for myself to hear that, you know, I need real life examples of, Hey, I'm a guy that has recognized that it does not come naturally for me to, you know, get outside of the things that I like to do and acknowledge someone else and actually live third. Um, you know, I'm victim to that all the time to where I, I get home. I feel like I've earned uh, some sense of I can sit my ass on the chair and scroll through my phone for an hour without being interrupted. But that's it's not living third. I'm not helping my wife with anything that she needs help on, whether that be the kids or the dogs or investing some time into her personally. Right. So I, I just really appreciate that that statement. I am curious because there's a lot of different concepts, right? Just like there are a lot of different names. So, so you've got um, concepts from from AA. We've got concepts in like free to lead or or Q source or you know some of those things. And I, I am curious your thoughts on um, maybe what's helpful. You know, I, I guess something that I feel like I have seen that's maybe a twelve step concept that that I see in F three is kind of this idea of your higher power in the form of group conscience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like I, I see that a lot, right? Where a guy says, well, I don't go to church. I maybe don't, haven't identified a specific God, but when I, but my church is F3 or, you know, you kind of, kind of hear that, which to me is like, well, that's, that's a group conscience and that can be a higher power. I think, I think that's, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. what, have, what have you seen from your experience? Anything there? Yes. I think that the longer you, the longer I 
stayed in AA. The longer I stay in F3, the road really narrows. And uh, I can't do the things that I've always done. A lot of things that I think is pretty funny or whatever. Uh, I'll give you a, a real life example of that is I always uh, have always, whenever I'm at like a concert or whatever, taken a picture of like girls and sent it to my brother that and with like, you know, just, you know, a word, just one word or something in there. And, and uh, I was telling that story about the Memorial Park concert and Sister Act was there. And he said, my daughter was there, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. So my behavior for the last 30 years is really, you know, if it were in front of the wrong people, offensive. Well, the only way to make sure I'm not doing it in front of the wrong people is to stop doing it. And so I can learn at 50 years old um, to change a little bit. And, um, and that's, pretty, that's pretty spiritual. Uh, there's both of the things that I do, AA and F3, are driven by having more than one person with you and God. And, um, and so, because God doesn't come down and talk to me, but he does talk to me through you guys. And, um, and I'm really grateful for that because if I am left alone, I will start believing my lies <laughs> and I'll start believing how correct I am all the time. And I'm not, I'm, I'm usually, I'm usually not right. So I need to bounce things off of other people. Pre-runs are great for that. I love that. And I, I completely agree. And I think Plague would agree too. It's so easy. It's so easy to get wrapped up in like, I know what I know and I, I know I'm right. And the way that I'm acting and the way I'm behaving is, is perfect. Um, and I think the one thing that you're touching on with both AA and both F3 is that they give you these opportunities because they just provide so many different perspectives. And what's interesting is regardless of how different the perspective is, there's a shared community of experience. Um, and the perspective may be a little bit different on how each person receives it, but you're all kind of going through some of the same stuff. Um, you've all kind of been there one way or another. In terms of F3, I mean, we're all similar in some manner, right? We're all getting up at 530. We're all putting fitness as, as part of a, a focus in our lives. And um, I think similarly, we're all kind of there to be part of something that's bigger than ourselves. Right, right. That's going in a positive direction, and it's it's full of, of goodness, for lack of a better word. Right, and so you know, we actually have other opportunities for for getting different perspectives, right? Seeing other guys, um, it's hard in the in the workouts only to to get to really open up and, and know a guy. Curious mm. on your experience with with cafeteria, with uh, yeah. Q source, with uh, chill box, any any of those items that you care to share about? Yeah, I. I wasn't going to cafeterias at first and, and it was Stella that said, well, that's the best part. And, and also maybe said something like you should come or we'd like you to come. And, and there, that's, uh, that's very welcoming. And so I did start going and I really liked it. And now I kind of rearranged my schedule around it, uh, my work schedule around it. So I can, so I can go a couple days a week. Um, it's, I think it's vital. That's where you find out, you know about people's families and their jobs and how they got here and, and everything 
and then the the other intimate um, part of it is the is the are the pre runs. You know, I've got um, a relationship with with Grease Fire that is uh, our shield lock or friendship that's that's awesome. You know, and if him and I would meet at a um, whatever, we would probably never even even speak or, or at church or wherever. But uh, because we started running together, to, and because we were both trying to get better and are trying to get better and are getting better, it's just a it's 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 perfect. I love that. And we, we did, we had just had a chance to, to chat with Grease Fire. And I think what, what's so cool is like, it's one thing to share your story, like in a COT or, but, but to get into the details and then to have another man stand shoulder to shoulder and maybe even asking you some tough questions to hold you accountable and mm -hmm. I mean, talk about powerful, right. You know, and, and reinvigorating male community leadership. I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything better. Um, and it's similar to like a, maybe a sponsor or, um, something you would have in a 12-step program. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I guess that, that my question for you would be, you know, kind of in, in regards to leadership, um, you know, would love to hear your VQ story, if that's one that you remember. Um, yeah. and, and then would also love to hear about um, just the journey to launch the rabbit hole, you know, kind of where the name came from, some of that stuff, because I, I think there's probably some details that maybe uh, not everybody is aware of. Yeah, uh, my VQ was horrible. It was a cluster. It was so overprogrammed, and um, I mean, I wanted to have like a jump rope, you know. Of course, because I'm trying to make the world herald about what an awesome VQ it was, and so I had a jump rope station and some other things. And then I didn't even learn until we got there that I can't really jump rope, uh, you know, without doing the kind of hop skip, hop skip. And you had guys like Wentworth and TC, they're like Rocky, and um, and that was just one station. And, and I, it, anyway, it was overprogrammed. I counted the groups wrong. Um, we got through it. It was kind of rainy. So we did the, um, the COT on the stage at Cornhusker and it was, uh, but it was awesome. It was, it was so awesome to be, to, to make that, to make that step. There was another, uh, workout before that beat down before that that Othello had cued and we did something called a zipper and it's where you go shoulder to shoulder, put your hands up and you put people across like on a conveyor belt. And, you know, I was still, you know, 270, 265, 270 and, and I didn't want to do it. And, but I did and they kept going, it's okay, Frosty, Frosty, we got you, Frosty. And just, I heard my name over and over again. And, and that was a big turning point. Uh, too, because I think that's when I really kind of became frosty, I guess. And then the VQ, uh, it was just great having uh, those guys all there, khakis and and uh, and TC and Gunner and uh, you and uh, everybody just there to to pick me up and put me back on track uh, on a workout that uh, I probably wasn't ready to do. And so then fast forward to uh, the rabbit hole starting. The rabbit hole started as a pop-up. We Sparty had done so much good work with reaching out to uh, North Star and the community over in North Omaha that I wanted to um, try, try to set an AO up to make it available if we were able to 
to get um, community involvement from like the Benson or even Florence areas or so uh, we did a couple pop-ups and one of the pop-ups was just nothing other than a dry run for when I was going out to queue the uh, one of the Lincoln launches and uh, yeah me and and Patton and Nugent went down to to Lincoln to launch help launch Trident with uh, Uncle Rico so anyway so we did a, a, a the work out there and then I thought, well, this would be this is such a great park. I really want to have a site here. And I talked about it, called you about it, talked to Terry Todd about it. The name came from Benson. I wanted it to have something to do with Benson Bunnies. And uh, in our book, when it talks about take the red pill versus the blue pill, that's also from the Ray Matrix, where he says, if you take the red pill, then we see how far the rabbit hole goes. And so it tied in with F3, it tied in with our book, it tied in with the Benson area. So we had two or three pop-ups and then a launch. And before the launch, uh, U-Haul uh, did one of the pop-ups and he uh, brought Ultimate Frisbee. And I thought, okay, the whole thing with, uh, with the rabbit hole is we're gonna have a different site come and sponsor it every, every other week. And then they'll bring a little bit of their culture, you know, a little bit of uh, paradise. So, we'll, you know, where else can we run? We'll do a little bit of uh, the strongest AO heavy metal. So, uh, and then see where this site is after a year of having everybody rub off on us a little bit. And uh, when, when you all did that ultimate Frisbee, it was so much fun. It was a great calorie burn and people were talking about it and how much fun they had. I, I thought, okay, well, let's try to incorporate a game into it. And as the year went on, <clears throat> the first year went on, then the game kind of became uh, more of a sporting game. Cause we had some other games that we had played in there too, but now, now it's, it's pretty much all scoreboard games. And, uh, and it's a lot of fun. I've heard it called adult recess. I like when you're walking back to the shovel flag or running back to the shovel flag and somebody says, you know, that's that they just had a great time or that was the best ever. And, and it's uh, it's it's a great um, it's a great site. That's awesome. And, you know, it's unique, too. Right. I mean, it was the first one that kind of dove into, hey, let's there's a need for a Sunday site. And, and let's let's see how this goes. I'm curious on how that, that conversation got brought up and, and what made you decide, hey, I think we need a Sunday one. And. Uh, yeah, had a conversation there with Plague. I'm sure had something to do with it. Well, I think more than anything, I knew there were some single guys in the area, and that that would be good. I at the time lived in the area, and you know we don't have kids, so that doesn't you know affect me that bad. And uh, I've always said that if there's a need for you, there's probably a need for somebody else, and that was a conversation that really started with also with U-Haul when he was starting Ironwood because it's kind of a, a pull-up training ground. And I said, man, if you have, if you have that need, I guarantee you other people do. And I know I do. And so there's a, uh, the rabbit hole fulfills a need to fill a Sunday morning for some guys that maybe need something to do. Uh, also, I didn't want to take away from any other sites at that time and so i didn't want to you could and you couldn't ask anybody to really drive out there on a weekday um, just because it is a little on the far side and um 
the canyon had just opened and so the Saturday wouldn't have been smart. And plus I, I'm in the car business and I work Saturdays. It's all about me. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, um, I'm the same way. It's all about me. Right. So I, I have, I think initially the idea of a Sunday site was, was kind of a surprise, right? I think we had kind of stuck to Monday through Saturday. So I really, I think it challenged our leadership team to say, Hey, well, if we're really open to all men, um, then, then, then what's the, what would be the problem, right? With a Sunday AO, even, even though we know, Hey, there might be a large percentage of guys that don't go, but we're not in the business of creating large workout groups, Right. So I, I think mm -hmm. it's worked really well. And I think um, it's been fun to just kind of see. And I think to your point, uh, guys like having fun. Right. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's been something I've been trying to learn is that like I can have fun without drugs and alcohol. And, um, you know, I think right. you create that space. I also don't like to lose as, as Pony can attest to. So maybe that's why I haven't posted at the rabbit hole. But uh, anyway, I, <laughs> I would just commend you for identifying the opportunity and the need. And I think, um, I mean, the site has done really well from, from what I can tell, but what, as, as you've been leading that site and, and then identifying a future leader, what do you think, like just from a leadership development standpoint, I mean, did that site give you more confidence? Did it help you to be able to maybe mentor other guys or what, what did you kind of gain or learn from being the site queue there? Well, it, it went all the way back to my first F, uh, I didn't want, I well, first of all, I would go to uh, shovel passes, VQs that I maybe wouldn't have gone to normally to, to show support from the, the site because you're representing the site. And then also, if I felt like dogging it or taking it easy during a beatdown, I would say, I would tell myself, well, you're a site queue, so you, you, you know, pick it up and set a good example. And, and if nothing else, keep motoring. Uh, so it really helped me on first F and then it helped me on uh, second F because I got to know the guys that were coming out to, to queue because I, I was, because it was sites, it was sites like the farm that I've never been to. And, um, and so that it was, it was good to meet, meet those guys and they showed up and that was the, the, one of the Sarpy uh, weeks was a pretty intense kickball game that ended in a tie. And uh, most days, what's nice about the rabbit hole is most days you're going back to the flag and, and you're, you're more talking about maybe who the MVP should be than what the score was. And, and a lot of times you don't know. And that's crazy for a bunch of guys to go and play soft, you know, mush ball or, or flag football or, or whatever and not really know who for sure who won is nuts. And that just, that's just the kind of the spirit of F3. I that I don't know how I would handle that. I love that. I love right. that mentality, though. I think that's that's phenomenal. I and I guess um, I would love to hear too, just about uh, Touche as your successor and kind of how yeah. that's in, in the process there. Well, we have a similar similar background, and uh, he. I was going to do it for two years because it's every other week, and I just kind of figured that was that would be the right thing to do. And he expressed interest. And I'm kind of of the feeling that if somebody expresses interest in something, that means that they're, that they're ready. And uh, usually. And so, <clears throat> um, so we, we talked about it. He was uh, a regular 
attendee or whatever. He posted there regularly. He was, uh, he's very enthusiastic about, about the games and he's enthusiastic about getting better. And so I thought, well, two birds, you know, if it, uh, if it pushes him in his fitness journey, like it pushed me, um, perfect. And uh, also he totally got the culture of, of the rabbit hole. So I had no uh, problem giving it up to him. I love that. I, I think I remember my first UQ and then when I took over a psych I think there's this initial feeling of like, oh, I'm not deserving of this. Right. Uh, at least I had that for myself. And then, but then I think when you do that and you actually give people the opportunity, you're really unlocking something for those guys and giving them an opportunity to kind of shine their own light and excel mm -hmm. in their own way. So I think being a former site Q leader, you're in this unique position of where you get this opportunity to thrust someone like Touche into, into this role. Um, and it, it's not a lot. Um, it's a big responsibility and not a lot of people have had the opportunity to do it. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that you don't take it lightly. Right. Um, you, you, know, one of my, you know, he's one of my good ahead. friends and he's also one of my mentors in life before we got here. And so it's, it's neat to have a, a just a peer relationship like we do. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, um, curious, you know, we've kind of talked about leadership. We've talked about second F, third F, um, you know, one common theme that we've had over the past, I mean, it feels like two years is, is exponential growth with the group. Um, kind of want to get your thoughts on, on things that, we're doing well and, and maybe maybe some areas we can improve or, or some advice that you got for us as a group as a whole. Oh, uh, I love that we're open to all men. I love that when somebody shows up and is clearly struggling, I still haven't seen anybody who struggled like I did, you know, or at least gave up like I did. Uh, and, uh, to be, to be supported in a way that I wasn't completely embarrassed and mortified. And I was, it, it was, and came back and kept coming back because I would get text messages and, uh, calls. And when I went back, people were happy to see me and helpful during the workouts and, um, and just, just real encouraging. So. So I try to do that too, and I know everybody else does. And I love when I see somebody new come in and and get helped the same way. So that's what I th I think we do well. What I'd like to see more of, uh, I'm I'm kind of I don't know that advice is where you want to put frosty, but I I like I like converging. I like uh, I would like more uh mass group uh beatdowns there is something really special about those those group beatdowns i mean there is just a different aura to them right i mean mm -hmm. everyone seems to kind of be on cloud nine and it's a little bit more jovial and right yeah it's very serious but you're also getting to get a, a group of guys together that are on the same mission and maybe haven't seen each other in a long time um, right. especially with how many sites we have so there's something to be said yeah. there yeah um, kind of in the same vein and the things that you think that we do well, um, speaking about encouragement, is, is there anything that we can do to be, uh, you know, encouraging you if we, we see you out in the gloom or any, any thoughts and prayers for you? 
no. My my life has catapulted so much in a positive way since I met you guys that I'm just so grateful and uh, I'm humbled that I'm part of this group and I'm so proud of it um, that I just think that it's perfect the way it is. And I'm perfect. And I think that uh, if this is all I got from it, great. Uh, but there's, there's nothing else that I, that I need right now. That's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, just your story and just your passion for, for the guys and trying to, you know, I think you said several times, like, I'm just trying to serve other guys the same way that I feel like I, I got help, you know? And so I, I love that. I, I am curious, just as you're thinking through anything else you would want to share or just want guys to know, or, you know, any, anything else in that category, I just feel like you have a ton of wisdom. And I, I don't want to miss anything. Um, I, I think it's important that we, that we do consider the whole concentrica and the, as we're open to all men, all men's concentricas are going to be a little bit different. You know, I know that I love seeing guys that become better dads. I love seeing guys that become dads like you pony. And, uh, and you just know that their life is never going to be the same. And because of this, not because of this, but you know, this helps, this is going to help you. This is going to help that kid. It's going to help all of it. Um, my wife uh, has, you know, when she started making burritos for, for different things and just the welcome that she got in there, man, she was just, she loves F3 so much. And, you know, guys like Wentworth and, and everybody that's just always happy to see her and appreciative and grateful. It was, it was, I felt like that my whole life was welcomed into F3, not just me. I love that. And I, I hope you know that we're appreciative of you. Um, I do want to say like, you know, you've touched on the first F component and how much your life has changed in, in that way. I just want you to know that I think I speak for Plague and I both. We've really seen the growth in you as a person and not just only that first F, uh, second and third. And just you're a perfect example of what this can do for people and how your life can really be transformed by just getting up and doing it right. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. I, the only other thing that just came to mind was um, you made your transition to, to the respect category uh, right. with an F3. I'm curious what that like, or was it just like any other normal birthday? Or No, it was huge. It got me so twisted and sideways. Um, I, had a, I had a party and a lot of the guys came and it was great. Um, I had a queue that day and it was, it was great, but I think Oompa had a shovel pass the same day and I got really super resentful for it. And I was like, this is my, birthday you know my 50th birthday and uh um and and now looking back it's, it's such big behavior about such a small thing and there's no way that uh i can ever think anything's not fair or anything's not right without being selfish i just have to remember that first and foremost if i start getting revved up about something i am probably being selfish but now that I am of respect, I really would appreciate if people say it every time after I introduce myself. And uh, <laughs> I've only been to one respect pop-up and Tin Cup uh, cued it, and it was rough. There, there's, a, there's a respect chip on their shoulder. I think there's something to be said about some old man strength or something like that is how that well, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Man, Frosty, I'm going to tell you that last thing you just said, 
uh, about if I'm, if I feel like things are not fair or not going my way, I'm probably being selfish. I needed that today. I needed to hear wow. that today. So thank you for that. <laughs> you bet. All right. Let's do, uh, we'll do a name around here. I'll, I'll start us off. Uh, Brandon okay. Hardy, 36, The Plague. Like, and John Whitworth, I'm 31, Pony Express. Pony Express. Dave, Dave Jackson, 50, Frosty. 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 Respect. <laughs> That's awesome. And is there is there a sound or like a, do we do like a burr or like it's cold or? There's nothing. There was a burr for a while, but uh, it kind of went away and that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I give up my time to slow pitch. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, thanks for your story, man. I, I super yeah. appreciate you joining us and, and being open and opening up as much as you did. It's, 